0: mother is believing. At least I
1: have a husband, you know. Does anybody he believe that? Oh. Does anybody here believe
2: that? Oh. We are from Arkansas, no. <laughs>
0: We are at episode 32. This is the Garrett episode. (laughs) Simple Joe's first child. Okay. With giggles, you'll understand someday. (laughs) Way, way someday in the distance, you'll understand. Oh, God. But, yeah, so we're actually recording a day later than normal. Because yesterday, right before we, if you're not on the gram, people on the gram saw this. Uh, a couple of minutes before we were getting ready to record, we were all ready to go. Little Mildred just started to start uh, limping out of nowhere. Yep, it was pretty bad, but she was everything else normal: cleaning herself, mm-hmm. purring, Begging for food, cuddling. Um, what else is there? I don't know, like just all the normal things: eating. Did I say that already? I don't know. Um, she wasn't
2: responding to us like, yeah, kind of feeling like no up her pain. arm. Like,
0: We're, like, touching her paw. We're, like, pressing out her nails. We're going up her arm. No, like, no Mm -hmm. little sounds. No little, like, get off me's. Nothing. She was normal. So, right before they closed, caught the vet in time. So, this is Monday night. To be able to get an appointment for tomorrow, Wednesday at 3 p.m. But I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I was just like, I can't even record right now. I'm like, I'm way too distracted. I'm way too worried about her. I can't do this shit. Mm -hmm. All day, limp was almost gone and i kept telling him like wow it's like pretty good like i'll still take her tomorrow but it's mm-hmm. it's pretty good tim gets home she's limping all over the fucking place
2: mm-hmm. dramatic
0: yeah and so i and people are gonna be like she's making up i don't think she is i just think she started running around because tim got home yeah and it re-aggravated whatever it is yeah so she is laying with tim right now while we record and um hopefully she'll just sleep through this because the second i watch her start to get up i get super distracted and stressed all over again so. <laughs> Anyways, so this one, um, this episode is called New Duggers on the Block, and it pre- premiered May 5th, 2009. So, oh God, this episode's a doozy. <laughs> Another thing that I said on the gram, I was four minutes into the actual episode. Four <laughs> minutes. And I had already written, I had been writing for 30 minutes off of four minutes. It took me two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. To do a 22-minute runtime episode Jeez. of stopping and writing notes. Anyways, it's a doozy. Okay, so the episode starts with Pest and Anna once again in matching polos. Mm. Except this time, um, I don't think they're trying quite hard enough. It misses the mark a little bit. Did you notice this by any chance? No. Misses the mark a little because while they are both wearing navy and red, you know, stripes. Mm-hmm pest collar is navy and Anna's is white. And she has white buttons. It's
2: like they don't even care.
0: Yeah, n- not at all.
2: I didn't realize that those were different because the only thing I wrote was the matching, couples matching is an era that I don't miss.
0: It's almost matching. I, it's a 6 out of 10 on matching for me. <laughs> I blame Anna because, you know, woman. So this is Anna's fault for going with the white collar. So once I got past the distraction of the disappointing attempts at matching, I could actually focus on what Pest was saying, and that was now that they've been married for seven months mm-hmm. and, quote, really enjoying it. I You know, because he's got a working model, so of course he's enjoying it.
3: <laughs> of oh,
0: um, And this episode is actually a look back. Mm-hmm. So for the millionth time, we have to listen to him tell the story <laughs> of... Uh, the sales transaction between you know mm-hmm. pa and josh there at gator landing um you know i wonder if, do you think pest tried to like write that off as like a like a business lunch <laughs> on his taxes or something for the car lot you know he's having a business lunch um and we watched the proposal yet again as well as some clips from their wedding while they talk about yada mm-hmm. yada in her uh, pitiful polo anna says quote I've learned a lot about Joshua's likes and dislikes. So, you know, that's always a good thing to learn. <laughs> and he asks, do I have more likes or dislikes? And she says, you have more likes. As she like giggles and like nestles her head into his shoulder mm-hmm. and like neck. Um, so, yeah. So, she's learning a lot because, you know, they didn't know each other at all. So, I, little, I mean, to her, she probably knew him a lot compared to Esther. So oh, Of course. To be fair.
2: So, I have a... We talked about a bingo card last time.
0: Yes, which we still have to make. We've been a little distracted by a Mildred.
2: And I I made kind of a proto version that had things in the episode that we would mark off. And instead of bingo, it was Duggar with no A. <laughs> yeah. um, the top. <laughs> yeah. But one of the squares was Awkward Josh and Anna PDA. This episode was full of it.
0: See, I almost wonder if we're going to have to have a bit further discussion. This was supposed to be something where we I was going to do on Instagram on like Monday night and then Mildred happened. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering if that should be, it should be more broad and just be like awkward PA, like P, I'm trying to figure out where we get super specific and where we should be a little bit more vague, just like mm-hmm. awkward PDA in general. Anyways. Yeah. Um, so Pest says that they kept their honeymoon a secret because, you know, they have a lot of pranksters mm-hmm. in their family and they wanted it to go smoothly and have no surprises. So now is the moment I know you've been waiting for Tim, whether you knew it or not. We finally get to see footage of their honeymoon. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: So they're in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And as the camera is showing the just married like sign painted on the back of their like back windshield, we see a Palin McCain sticker on their car, which is just kind of funny because Tim, you were just talking about the bingo card that he kind of like prototyped one of them was like to see the huckabee sticker on the car that we'd seen before yeah like maybe we should just put like republican bumper sticker or yeah. something like it makes me like okay maybe that one should be another one that we do like a little mm-hmm. bit more like broad so they're staying in a house right on the beach and pest is listing off the bedrooms and stuff and says kitchen living room area uh ready for action and the background music suddenly gets a little jazzy. <laughs> and then it flashes to a close up of a bed. Then Josh is giving a tour of the house, and Anna has her arms like totally locked into his. Did you notice that? Yeah. Like she was like, it was like Laverne and Shirley, like completely locked into <laughs> each other. Like she wasn't like letting go as they're like going up the stairs together. And I was just like, just let go for a second. It's <laughs> like them eating at Abuelos. Yeah. Let it go for a minute, honey. And so it's a four-bedroom house. And the last room they go to, he says, quote, this is where we stayed last night. She already made the bed back up and everything. Um, And then we have the unfortunate opportunity to watch as the camera, cameraman is asking Pest. So was it everything you thought it would be? And before I tell you Pest's response, I want you guys to really get the full like feeling for this scene so he's kind of trying to i don't know would you say like act like kind of cool like nonchalant yeah kind of Mm -hmm. keyword like trying here (laughs) um keyword here being trying uh but the entire time that he's chewing gum he's doing it like a fucking dairy cow like, he's, like, smacking away. Did you, like, did that, like, did you notice that as much as I did? I did not. No? Because it's, like, remember that time he was leaving to go to Arkansas, and he was smacking at his gum, and he's mm-hmm. smacking it so bad in this Well, scene. you see
2: it, too, when he's trying to show off. Like, when he showed up with that car from the car lot when they were going to take their trip to the, the amusement park. Mm-hmm. And then he was going over all the different, like, things Features. that the car had. Yeah, he was doing the same thing. That's the, I feel like I'm a center of attention. and
0: I'm cool, and I'm going to smack my gum. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh,
0: okay, so he's trying to act all cool, and he says, so remember, they just said, was it everything that you thought it would be? Mm-hmm. So he's trying to act cool, and he says, the house, kind of like question mark, mm-hmm. or yeah, or what? And like as he says that, he makes this kind of like, creepy side eye face like he's kind of like opening up the fridge trying to act like he's like you know just kind of going about his time Mm -hmm. and then he kind of just side eyes and he's like or what so it's a little creepy and then it immediately cuts to a talking head of Anna saying it was great Mm -hmm. we really enjoyed it I think the adjustment from always having people around to just being us was no problem it was great which was clearly a response to a more like general question Yeah, from TLC like how was the honeymoon or like something like that but for a comedic effect clearly TLC followed up with the right after the or what Mm -hmm. from Josh so it was like it was great so it's basically like Anna enthusiastically saying it was great after he just like what's the word um insinuated sex like or whatever so it was like definite like TLC like Mm -hmm. editing there so, Pess says, quote, it was very special to get to bond in a face-to-face way. I'm assuming that means a missionary. Yeah, there um, you go. Did <laughs> and,
2: we don't assume any, anything different.
0: Yeah, um, in a face-to-face way and really be able to talk and share our hearts together. I'm going to go out on, on a limb here and I'm going to say that I, I don't really think that Josh is too interested in the sharing of their hearts <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know... He thinks where he's fooling us, it's it's not working. Right. So now, Tim, I think this is the first time. Correct me if I'm wrong. That you're getting to see that this modest swimwear, like, on a body, correct?
1: Because yes. mm-hmm.
0: the first time we saw Jana holding up, correct, holding them up at the Rourke um, reunion and talking yeah. about them. But I th- yeah. So this is the first time. Mm-hmm. So they're getting they're walking out on the beach and Anna's wearing it. And it's like serious i'm all for people covering as much as you want to cover yourself
2: correct
0: you do you if Mm -hmm. you want to wear i don't care if you want to be covered head to toe um i just hate with this that you know it's done in a way that they've been raised in -hmm. like a shaming type way yeah and also you're you're responsible you're responsible for the feelings and thoughts Mm -hmm. of men so But they're like, yeah, we love them. Yeah. (laughs) If if, if they seriously choose later on that this is what I want to wear. But it's like when you know it's forced upon them and Mm -hmm. all the responsibility, that's when it's different.
2: Yeah. It would be, it's a vast overcorrection where it's like, that's worse than if you just wore like a maxi dress over something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that would be a lot less fucking like cumbersome yeah i don't it it looks heavy yeah that's
0: the thing yeah and i'm like it doesn't even look comfortable like it looks like heavy and like you would
1: like
0: drown in it yeah because it's got like leggings underneath too and this dress and this like shirt looking thing Mm -hmm. like it's a lot of layers so josh says quote um for me and for our family, I think we've chosen a path of modesty that just encourages, instead of focusing on certain body parts of a person or whatever, it's really really focusing on that person as an individual. Which, <laughs> it's like, sure, Josh. Yeah, coming, coming from you. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's very believable that you care so much about modesty and, you know, <laughs> whatever. Everything that comes out of his mouth. It's like, now... I, I, I just want a compilation at some point of just all of the shit that he said that we're like, mm, okay, Josh. Yeah. So then we watched them go parasailing. It actually looks pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Would you ever do it? Yeah. Looks fun. Um, and then we're kind of just like watching them be on a boat and they're just mm-hmm. kind of, while we're just watching the footage of them on this like being taken on a boat ride. Yeah. Uh, they're just kind of like doing all the talking heads and like voiceovers and stuff. And apparently they're in South Carolina for a week, and then they have to go to Anna's brother's wedding somewhere, Mm
2: -hmm. which
0: I had no idea that he got married so close to them. So that's crazy that for one family, they're having two weddings so close together. I looked it up. So it's her brother, Daniel, the one that calls him a pig and was trying to like offer her to get away from him. Mm -hmm. He got married on October 3rd. Okay. They got married on October 26th. So it's like eight days apart from each other. I'm like, that's really close together. Mm Mm-hmm. So after, so they're South Carolina for a week. Then after this wedding, they're taking another full week to travel back to Arkansas, kind of making stops along the way, kind Mm. of just slowly taking like another week of like travel and like leisurely. So Pest is saying how this time in Myrtle Beach is the first time that they get to have one-on-one time. And he attributes that to their long distance relationship. Right. But uh, I think the rest of us are absolutely attributed to um, no prior relationship,
2: Having no other <laughs> interaction.
0: And, and they kept being like, oh, I'm not having like siblings or whatever. But it's like siblings and like whatever aside, you guys didn't really have a relationship prior yeah. to this. So it's like, oh, but it's the distance. That's the, brish- that's the issue here. Yeah. That was the only thing keeping them from getting to know each other.
2: Man. If only they lived closer.
0: <laughs> Everything would have been different. Yeah. So, Anna says she's learning a lot that first week, and her biggest adjustment so far was the fact that he stays up late and wakes up late. hmm And um, she didn't know what to do in the mornings because he was still asleep, so she was just kind of like, especially on a vacation home, where we you're like, what What the hell do I do? Yeah. So, she's like sitting around waiting for him. And Pess says, quote, it was a little bit tough in that way, but I converted her pretty quickly. Ew. So.
2: Yeah, I just it? wrote you. Ew.
0: It's like, once again, it's all about his one. Like, there, there's no compromise to like, hey, you know what? Maybe I'll wake up a little earlier. It's just right. like, you got to conform to me because you're the woman. Of course. Now we see them walking into Thoroughbred's Chop House and Seafood. Mm-hmm. Local favorite since 1988.
2: <laughs> are they still open?
0: <laughs> they are still open. Nice. You, you know I looked it up. How mm-hmm. did you know I looked it up?
2: Yeah, I know. Um.
0: It's no gator landing, not nearly as special, because you know, when he says special, he means special. It's true. But I guess it will do. And once again, they are matching. Pest is in black slacks, Anna in a black skirt. Not that you needed me to explain we, that she's we wearing, assumed. A, <laughs> wearing a skirt. Um, Pest is in a collared white shirt, and Anna is also in a collared white shirt. Mm-hmm. Now, pest sleeves though they're long, and Anna's are short. So <laughs> it's if like I, they're not even
2: married. <laughs> if they're not going <laughs> to match, perfectly. are they even yeah. trying?
0: So yeah. if I gave the last one a six out of ten because differing collar and button colors, mm-hmm. how do you rate same colors but just different lengths of sleeve?
2: About the same. Oh, really? Mm-hmm.
0: See, I thought there was two things there, and I gave them two points each, so I gave them a six. I gave this one thing, so I gave it an 8 out of 10.
2: It is way too much analysis on a matching outfit.
0: Okay, moving on. <laughs> so, like I said, this place is no Gator Landing, and the waiter is no Jeffrey Knight from Amelia's Fine Italian Cuisine. But this place is nice and definitely beats out Eureka Pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, just to explain the lev- level of fancy that they are not used to. Did you peep the menu when the I camera was on it? I didn't
2: really know.
0: So there is beef carpaccio and duck confit, which I'm sure to pest is duck confit. Confit. Because we know he struggled with the word rollatini
1: at Amelia's.
0: <laughs> so I'm I'm assuming duck confit didn't really roll off the tongue. He's right. like, what's this uh, confit over here under yep. the F?
2: <laughs> I, I call it duck confit at work. But and does everybody joke. laugh? Mm-hmm.
0: Does anybody think you're serious? Like no. Okay, that's good. Even little David, he knows what you mean.
2: Even little David.
0: Even little David. What a good? Mm-hmm. What a good one.
2: There was a point where the the waiter sat them down and then said, um, "Would you like me to leave the wine list?"
0: And they're like, "No." And they
2: were, <laughs> but but the thing is, they they made it so awkward. Yeah. And it's like if you would have just no said alcohol. Uh, well, uh, uh, and they both like looked at each other and then and Josh go, no, was like, uh, "No alcohol. N- 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 no, no, uh, no alcohol. And then it the w- guy
0: says like cocktails, doesn't he?
2: Mm-hmm. It would have been a lot less awkward if you just said, no, we're good.
0: Yeah. I feel like a lot of times in those situations, people have to like, they were just like, no, 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 no. Make and, a big deal about and it. And I know some people like, you know, having grown up Mormon, they don't drink. They'll be like, no, we don't drink. I'm like, you could just say, no, thank you. And it yeah. would move on way faster. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's okay. Yeah. So Anna says, quote, I was very nervous at the fancy restaurant. I was like, oh, wow. I'm used to 99 cent meals at Wendy's or something.
2: Ain't so nothing wrong with that.
0: We had Wendy's yesterday.
2: <laughs> Most probably because this was in our back of our <laughs> I head. I think so.
0: Tim, yeah. we hadn't had Wendy's in literal years. And last night he's like, you want Wendy's? I'm like, God, when we last had Wendy's? And it didn't even equate to the fact that she mentioned it in the episode. Yeah. So it was in your, it was recently filed in your little cabinet up mm-hmm. there in the hippocampus. Yeah. Uh, community College. You had yep. Wendy's right at the front.
2: The community college storage room. They did do tableside Caesar.
0: Yes. Um, yes. So yeah, it's no Wendy's salad bar, but they get tableside <laughs> Caesar salad.
2: Yeah.
0: Which did I, I took count? You probably didn't, because I paid attention to weird details. Mm-hmm. But uh, there were four garlic cloves in two salads, <laughs> so that's right up my alley of flavor. <laughs> but I bet for these. These kids that can't keep their paws off each other. They had some kicking breath afterwards. Yep, I believe it. Smelling like a salami. Mm-hmm. He he's greasy like a salami, now he smells like a salami. <laughs> so now they're walking into so dinner's done. Did you have anything mm-hmm. else about dinner before I move on? No. Okay. So now they're walking into the Ripley's aquarium for sleep with the sharks.
2: Now, what did you think this was before we saw what it was?
0: I don't know that I put... See, because I watched it so many years ago. You'd I'd have to remember... I don't know what I originally thought because I knew going into this this time what it was. You know okay. what I'm saying? I yeah. don't remember my initial back mm-hmm. in 2009 what I thought. Okay. I already know this. What did you think, then?
2: I assumed it was like... I assumed it was like in their little like shark habitat in like a corner they had like... A small, not super-acquitted, um, like mini hotel room.
0: Okay, so that's what you thought. Where and it so was
2: just like a, it was like a room that was dark, that just like it doesn't have this all these facilities and things. It's literally just like kind of a hotel room where you shut off the lights and you're literally like surrounded by the shark habitat. That's okay. what I imagine.
0: So that we'll leave that at what you think it is, and we'll get into.
2: And then even in the cold intro. I remember they showed them walking through the little, like, tunnel of the shark habitat. And he had that stupid pillow. And I was like, why does he have this pillow at an aquarium? And then now it makes sense. But at the time, I was like, did he just, like, bring it with him to show his devotion?
0: Yeah, because, like, they're walking in and they're each holding two two sleeping bags.
2: Which look new.
0: Yeah, they look. They do look. They do look new, and they're mm-hmm. nice little zip up plastic, and it fits in there too good. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know how you can never get them in there quite the same ever again. I'm like those sleeping bags fit too well. They're new.
2: Exactly. Putting
0: it all together. So yeah, they got their sleeping bags and their photo pillowcase, like you said, of course. But it's literally them sleeping on the floor of a tunnel that you walk through that's like a giant... It's like a giant tank that has the tunnel going through it. Mm hmm Directly on the floor.
2: Yeah, just like in the walkway.
0: Not even a cot or anything. And while the people that work there are explaining to them. They're, like, telling them, don't lay your heads on on the conveyor belt because in this tunnel, it's divided in half. Half is stationary, mm-hmm. half is a conveyor belt. So they're like, when you go to bed, have your heads on the non-conveyor belt side, <laughs> which sounds dangerous already. <laughs> right? Um, somebody's crunchy curls are going to get stuck in a conveyor belt somewhere. And as they're explaining this, I mean, there's, like, still people walking through this exhibit, right? And it's like, so these people are traipsing through there. And in five fucking minutes, you're about to lay down where they just walked. Like, it's yeah. it's wild. Yeah. Like, I was like, what the fuck is this? It's, gr- yeah. it's gross.
2: I want to know how many people pay for this every year.
0: Well, okay, so spoiler alert, they don't end up staying. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, like, getting their sleeping bags out. And there's mind you, they're still wearing their thoroughbreds outfit. Mm-hmm. So it's just funny because... I know this was 2009 and leggings kind of aren't weren't quite what they are now. But I'm like, a normal girl would be like, I'm going to show up in a hoodie and leggings where it's an outfit and like pajamas yeah. kind of all in one. Mm-hmm. This girl shows up in her Sunday school <laughs> shoes, like T-strap <laughs> shoes. Mm-hmm. Her and then her matching like pol- like uh, dress shirt with her husband. Mm-hmm. And they just like crawl into a sleeping bag and it's like completely lit.
2: They only have one pillow.
0: And they're just like attempting to sleep i guess but anyway so they end up making it 30 minutes Mm -hmm. but i mean the whole thing is ridiculous yep so i did look it up to see if it really is as bad as it seemed Mm -hmm. and um and if they still do it so here's what i found and i went to their location and everything so it's still Mm -hmm. there in myrtle beach and here's what it says spend your night counting sharks instead of sheep During this overnight adventure, campers will have a scavenger hunt, eat a snack, and learn all about toothy friends (laughs) before setting up camp in our dangerous reef. After a night of looking at the sea stars, a light breakfast will be available for campers before they they head out. $100 per person, 8 p.m. to 8 a.m., minimum participants 15, maximum 125, sleepovers are booked as a group and must meet the minimum requirement of 15 participants.
2: So, it's built for, it's like, built kids, for kids' birthday parties. It's
0: And, like, school, like, you know, like... School your School groups, yeah. Yeah. So,
2: <laughs>
0: was it just different back then and you could do that? Or did they just be like, you're filming a TV show, we're going to allow this? But then nobody realized? Because even Josh was like, yeah, yeah, I didn't think this was how it was going to be. No offense to the mm-hmm. aquarium, but we got a beach house 10 minutes away, so we're out of here, you know? Yeah. And he's like, I can't bone her in this tunnel. This
2: Yeah, that's... I mean, he probably tried in I'm that sure, 30 minutes, like, you know, but but uh, that sawfish was watching a little too closely
0: right overhead. Mm -hmm. So yeah, definitely geared towards kids. So I'm confused by the entire outing start to finish,
2: which who knows whether he's telling the truth, but I was kind of making fun of him in my head that this is what you chose. And then, it seemed a lit a little legit that he was like, "Yeah, this wasn't what I thought it was going to be." So
0: I don't think he's a good enough actor, so I do think that it wasn't what he yeah, thought it was going to be. Agreed. But I'm like, you maybe are kind of dumb for not,
2: or even asking. I like, know. W- but what? once again, they might have, they might have gone to them and said, "Hey, we're doing this thing," or the, or the people from the show might have been like, "We need to find an activity or something." You're gonna you know? go sleep
0: with the sharks? Okay, like yeah. you know, so. It's a big bust is what it is. So now it flashes forward to them back home. And just in general now watching, it's kind of funny because number one, just because I'm paying so close attention and we're watching them so close together, Mm -hmm. I can actually recognize scenes that are from previous days. Mm -hmm. So in this initial part where they're showing the footage at home, it's actually the footage of the same day when he tells Anna that you joined the mommy team. Mm-hmm. When, like, the power's out and he's, like, cutting wood and stuff. And I'm like, oh, it's that day that they're just, like, reusing, like, footage and stuff. Mm -hmm. So now they're at the car lot and the camera is pointed on stuff that's painted on the car lot windows. And it says, sale and inventory reduction Mm -hmm. painted on the windows. And Josh says, quote, you know, we're always trying to reduce our inventory, so it works, you know. Tells exactly what we're wanting to do. We want to sell you a car is what it means. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Not wrong. Every transaction is a read is an inventory reduction.
0: (laughs) Um. So he's like, he's like the stores. Like my mom worked at Kohl's, and I feel like Kohl's did this. He's like the stores that price something for sixty dollars for like a day and a half, Mm -hmm. and then they make it thirty dollars, and they're like fifty percent off. Mm -hmm. But they did that for a day, if that. So they can say (laughs) that's kind of what that has that same vibe. Oh yeah. So Josh says, "Quote: My goal when selling used cars." is first of all to satisfy the customer and make sure they're going to get a good deal, and also to be honest and give them an accurate description of the vehicle. Josh and honesty are not things that I think of in the same realm. So a family they know is at the lot, and they're there to buy a car, and the camera guy asks, what is it about Josh that you trust? And the mom says, I don't know. And he should have stopped right there. She should have just stopped. (laughs) But she says, I don't know. His family is so sweet, and we've known them for so long. We know his ethics. He's a good guy. I wonder if they ever want to come out and be like, you know what? We just want to retract. They look more normal, too. Yeah. They're like, you know, we retract the statement. Mm-hmm. We, we, we didn't know his, his ethics. He's not a good guy. Yep. <laughs> so Josh continues spewing his bullshit and says, I just try to be honest with people and try to treat them how I'd want to be treated, which... <laughs> We know he's also, he's neither honest, nor does he treat people well. So right. that's not looking good for the customer.
2: <laughs> didn't they allude to the fact that the girl, like, knew him from school or, like, didn't seem like they were, like, friends, but it was like, I knew him in school.
0: She looked younger, though, so I'm not sure. I don't remember. Maybe they did. I must have missed that if they did there was
2: There was something in there, yeah.
0: She had a Monroe piercing, so she is not of them. If of course not. She, you know. Yeah. Not allowed. Mm-hmm. They don't even know what the Monroe is about. <laughs> they don't know who that reference is. Also very of the time, by the way. Like Monroe, the Monroe piercings?
2: Like the president? James Monroe?
0: Exactly. Uh. The piercing just like him. Yep. I didn't know very, that's where he had a piercing. Very, that's really cool. Very two thousand eight to mm. like two thousand eleven, maybe twelve.
2: He he added that was his heyday.
0: hmm Yep. Mm. So now Anna shows up and she's with Ginger and Jana. Anna wants to make dinner for the whole family at their house. So she and the girls, they go shopping at Aldi. Aldi really got...
2: Oh, yeah. They're getting
0: hit hard in this show.
2: Not an ad should be an Which ad. is
0: funny because I feel like I see so much more, like, Walmart stuff mm-hmm. in their actual pantry. But, like, they're
2: but really they getting, show them in Aldi. In Aldi. Mm-hmm.
0: So there's kind of a funny part where Anna is looking um, at Cherry Tomatoes. And says, your family eats a lot of tomatoes, right? So a couple things. And she puts, like, two of the little like clamshells. two
2: clamshells, clam shells.
0: yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> into the cart. And Jana is smiling. And she turns a little bit red. And, like, she's, like, laughing. And she's, like, that's not enough. And she adds two more. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a it's a funny moment. And it's, like kind of bitchy but funny all at the same time like there's a little bit like oh you're kind of like there's a kind of a vibe of like "Mm okay anna so it's like teeny bit bitchy Mm -hmm. but it's funny
2: i thought the same thing though when she was like your family likes to eat tomatoes i'll get two of them like as a and i was like that's not gonna be enough. i
0: knew it wasn't enough but i was like what else is she putting in the salad that's where i went i'm like are you putting cucumber like i was trying to figure out what else. i'm like because you- if she's putting a lot of uh, carrots and cucumber into a salad you know bump it all up but if you're doing like tomato and lettuce that's <laughs> not enough yeah make sure you cut those bitches in half though too get double <laughs> so they check out and the total is 67.73 for this one meal and then they head back to the house to cook because the family's supposed to be coming around 6. They don't make it on time. They never do. Mm. But they were just getting to the car lot at 3. So they needed to do all the shopping and all the cooking right. within three hours. And um, Ginger and Jana had to bring pots from the big house because Anna didn't have anything <laughs> big enough. Yep. They're using like every burner, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So they end up making 80 stuffed shells. 10 loaves of garlic bread? Doesn't that seem like a lot? It's
2: <laughs> a lot of bread. I
0: mean, I know they have a lot of people. So what is it? Like 22 people or something? I don't know. Somewhere around there people. Mm-hmm. Quick math. I don't know. But 10 loaves seems... I'm like, you're giving a f- fucking half loaf per person? Yeah, that's like... Yeah. And there's a bunch of little kids.
2: hmm
0: That seemed like an ass load of bread. <laughs> and then they say three pounds of salad. So low on the sal- salad, high on the bread, but that's... Such a, dug, such a duggar diet you know <laughs> so the family shows up to eat and that's kind of the end
3: mm-hmm.
0: oh but I I I think I wrote this off to the side um oh I did point out that when Michelle walks in she hugs Anna and she's all oh love you and it's so like <laughs> seems so disingenuous yeah it's like the hug where they like are really like half bent
1: Mm, yeah it's
0: like if i bend my if i bend my back more it looks like i'm hugging you hard yeah but then it's more like somebody
2: carrying logs in their hands yes yes
0: yeah Yeah, it's like let me it's the body language where i'm like it's playing the part of hugging hard and then saying like love you and we're all supposed to just like believe it Mm. (laughs) i don't know
2: I also put that when Joy walked into the house, she had a real judgy look on her face.
0: Joy has some good faces, too. I think they're gonna have to keep an eye,
2: and it seemed like they had never been to the house, like some of the kids had never been to their house before.
0: well, Anna did say earlier like she the reason she wanted to do it mm-hmm. is because she wanted everybody to come at the same time because some had come and some hadn't, yeah, and she wanted it to be like, everybody's here, nobody's left yeah. out so
2: yes, Joy walked in holding something, and all the all the kids are like smiling and saying hi, and she's just like side-eyeing that half of their house it's kind of funny she
0: had some feelings some thoughts (laughs) all right anything else
2: nope okay all right we're gonna take a little break or back
0: so for today's deep dive it is inspired by their honeymoon and the overall sexual undertones of this episode so today we're going to talk all about before the wedding night by dr ed wheat One of the things that Lego gifted Pest man-to-man in the junior church, if you remember. Mm -hmm. Before the Wedding Night is an audio book that if you remember back to them driving away, they play the audio. Quote, this is Dr. Ed Wheat. Love involves close bodily contact and the pleasures of seeing, touching, and enjoying with all of the senses. (laughs) If you notice, I just used the term to know each other in the most intimate sense possible. Which is funny because when you hear that in the episode, I, which, and I kind of assume everybody probably mm-hmm. made the same assumption. You don't think about it too much. Yeah. You would assume that that's the actual intro to the tape and it's not.
1: Okay. Um,
0: obviously the part where he says, this is Dr. Ed, we, like, you know, like that's a form of part of the intro, mm-hmm. but that the rest of the part talking about the senses and all that, it is hours into the tape. Okay. So I just bring it up because I think it's kind of funny to now know that TLC very specifically picked out a bit from hours into it (laughs) to put that together to be like, this is what we want you to hear. Right. I don't know. I think it's interesting now when you can just be like, oh, that's what they.
2: It was kind of curated.
0: That's the part they wanted you to know. Mm -hmm. So just a little tidbit of info. Hmm. And as we're going through, I'll kind of point out where that actually comes into place. Okay. So the audio book itself is three hours long and I listened to all three hours all the way through at first to just get the overall feel and vibe for the content
2: did you at least listen to it on like double speed
0: I should you know, you know how I, you can
2: do that with like podcasts and I, stuff where I you should do it, have like, one and a half I
0: should have for the first time where I knew I wasn't taking notes like I was listening to it while I was doing things because I'm like I'm trying to get a feel for it yeah I should have that first time and I did it oh
2: yeah one and a half times I'm telling you
0: but um, what we're focusing on today is really like the second half of this, mm-hmm. the second like 80 or so minutes and what he, ref- you know, what he refers to as the second cassette tape, which tells you everything you need to know about how old <laughs> this, this is. is. <laughs> um, there's even instructions like when you're listening of like tips, of fl- flip the tape over right now <laughs> and everything. <laughs> and I'm like, dear God. But um, so the second half I listened to again, mm-hmm. but it took me for fucking ever because I was pausing, writing, pausing, writing. Mm-hmm. Um, Not sure where I'm telling you all this, just to say that I've listened to this man's voice a lot over the last like th- like over a course of like three days. Awful. Um, He jumps around a bit and I, I really like to do my deep dives in like a certain way where I kind of like flow top like. I t- try to do kind of chronological and something that makes sense. And I like to group things together. So, and he's kind of all over the place. So, I had to take a ton of notes and then put it all back together. Mm-hmm. So, it was incredibly time-consuming. <laughs> so, mm-hmm, I'm like, yeah. I almost am like right now hoping like, oh God, I hope all this work doesn't end up sounding like nothing.
2: Mm-hmm. But, I any- I couldn't listen to all three hours of Dr. Wheat. <laughs> I'm trying to stay away from gluten these days.
0: But dun Anyway, so the second half of his audiobook and the topic of this deep dive is basically, like, how to sex. So I'm giving you forewarning now that if hearing things like clitoris and ejaculation are not your cup of coffee, ginger roast <laughs> coffee to be specific, if it's not your cup of coffee, then you might want to head out and come back next week because I will be presenting things as he does and says. Mm -hmm. which might be potentially graphic or triggering to some. So there will be, this is of a sexual nature. Mm. So I assume that most people listening here already know how to sex. So as I'm saying these things, you might be like, okay, we know. Yeah. But as I was listening, and this is kind of just what I want, like kind of want everybody to try to do, Mm -hmm. is I was really trying to make a point to like continually remind myself to try to listen through the lens of, like, keeping in mind that this information is meant for people who literally are clueless Mm -hmm. about sex. Okay. And they have zero frame of reference, so they kind of really do need things, like, really spelled out. Right. So, like, sometimes I would start to get, like, super bored, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, these people have no idea. Let's remember (laughs) that. Like, and so I think when you do remember that, you're like, oh, this is kind of – it's just – I think what makes this fascinating is even if this is stuff we all know – I think it's interesting to hear what they're being told. Yeah. Like, this is what Jim, Bob, and Michelle were like, here's some good education, listen Correct. to this, you know. Okay, so, first of all, let's go ahead and start out with Dr. Ed's words of assurance. Okay. He says, quote, I hope you will relax with the knowledge that is it is good and appropriate for you to receive this counsel from a medical doctor in preparation for your wedding night. But, of course, um, you have to work in the Lord. So he also says, quote, As you listen, please keep one important fact in mind. Sex and marriage is God's gift in creation. The Bible tells us that sex is holy in marriage, not sinful, not defiled. So it's like your whole life, you're taught that anything even remotely sexual is like bad, bad, bad. Of course. And then suddenly it's like, that's fine. It's all good. Go ahead. Yeah. It's just, that that's when I stop and think about that. Like, for the rest of us, we're like, okay, whatever. But what a flip of the switch mm-hmm. for these people is yeah. what I find fascinating. Mm-hmm. So he goes on to talk about how your body was carefully designed for this by God, as well as all of the mechanics.
2: Oh. Now there's, now jobs, there's job duties in it?
0: Oh, all sorts of things. Like, do you, do you think that we ended up with, ball sacks on you guys because god had nobody to like bounce ideas off of (laughs) (laughs) like i was thinking like you know in any design in any design situation i feel like there needs to be like a second set of eyes (laughs) like in my old job i created a lot of graphics and things and whatever and i feel like i never put anything out without somebody looking it over first you were like i'm pretty sure that when god put together (laughs) the ball sack it's because he had nobody else to go over things with yep so His design. Mm -hmm. One set of eyes. Okay, so he... um, I guess now we'll just really get into it. So let's start with pre-honeymoon preparations. Quote, if you have the right information ahead of time, you can begin your marriage with positive experiences and lovemaking and really enjoy sex on your honeymoon a time that often proves to be disappointing for couples who have gone into it uninformed or misinformed. Mm. He talks about couples coming to him for premarital premarital physical exams or premarital blood tests. And that's when he gives this information to his in-person clients. But lucky me, I just got to hear it in stereo for like six hours.
2: Fantastic.
0: Great. It's really awesome. So... He goes into detail to explain the hymen in a woman,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um, which I'm sure someone like Anna Keller has no idea (laughs) what that is. Like, that's where I kept going. I'm like, okay, the hymen. But then I'm like, oh, yeah, these people don't know this.
2: Yeah, they know nothing. Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: He says, quote, its absence is not necessarily an indication of loss of virginity, which I know most, you know, adults, we know this. But it reminded me of that sick fucking story that came out about T.I. and his daughter. Do you remember that?
2: Yeah, I remember you telling me about that.
0: So for anybody who doesn't know, T.I. the rapper goes with his daughter to the gynecologist every year to check to make sure her hymen is intact. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Which is so disgusting. And I mean, her her privacy. I mean, just the fact that the doctor's even in on this and like reporting to him that, yep, her Mm -hmm. hymen's still intact. Disgusting. Yeah. But it's so funny that it's like, I don't think he really cares about the virginity of women until it's his daughter, and then all of a sudden he owns his daughter's... Heim- it's disgusting. Correct. So it just reminded me of all of that bullshit. And just goes to show that even outside the funny world... A good reminder that even outside the funny world, there's fucking disgusting males who are obsessed mm-hmm. with women and their virginity. Yep. So just a reminder to us all. It goes, it goes deeper.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway, so... Back to the pre-honeymoon preparations. He advises the bride to stretch her vagina in advance by either having a phys- physician dilate it or the bride should stretch it herself daily for two to four weeks before the wedding. Which again, I think is just so interesting because I, I can't speak to the Duggars specifically on this exact topic, mm-hmm. but it is not terribly uncommon in the crazy fundy world for them to not even allow tampons and things Mm -hmm. like anything entering the vagina to them Mm -hmm. is bad. So again, not saying I know what the Duggars say about it specifically, but I mean, in general, I'm thinking they're probably taught not to linger down there for too long. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's like now suddenly Your fingers can go inside yourself daily for a month to stretch yourself out in preparation for holy sex. (laughs) But like probably up to this, they're probably like, you need a really big wad of toilet paper between your hands. And you know what I mean?
3: (laughs) Yeah. Like they probably
0: don't want you getting anywhere close. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: And then now it's like stretch yourself out for a month beforehand because you're about to have holy undefiled sex.
2: Yeah. It's definitely zero to 60 (laughs)
0: Um, So, of course, this doesn't feel good by any means. It's not like stretching your own vagina is a (laughs) great feeling. But it's just probably the first time you think for these girls that they're like, yeah, touch your own anatomy. Mm -hmm. Without a wad of toilet paper between your (laughs) fingers and it, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Things I thought we're thinking about.
2: It's just wild how, like you said, the flip of the switch between.
0: All of a sudden it's different. Yeah. Everything is different. Yeah. So now let's talk about the honeymoon itself. He says it's really important. To, he gives you more than just sex advice. He gives you <laughs> some general, you know, it's a good thing we got Doctor Dr. Ed Wheat here to yeah help us through all these things.
3: Yeah.
0: Um. He says it's really important to make sure that you plan for the right environment. He advises against a lot of sightseeing and jaunts, as he says. I jaunts on a honeymoon. Yes. Advises so. Um, I don't. How did Doctor Ed Wheat feel about that parasailing? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was the only time they got out.
2: He was probably watching it at home, pissed.
0: He's like, that is too many jaunts. Mm-hmm. So he says, instead, you should emphasize relaxed privacy away from f- family and friends. He says to come to your wedding night as rested as possible, and you really shouldn't plan for there to be a long drive to wherever you're staying that night.
2: Too many. So even so even to him, it's about boning. Uh, yes. Like,
0: but I just think it's funny. It's like, oh no, you can't have a long drive. There's too many hormones. This guy's got a chipotle burrito in his you know his pants. We can't if have we're long, lucky. We can't have long drives. Yeah. He said, if you're both tired from the days, you know, activities from the wedding that you may agree to wait until morning to have sex for the first time.
2: I mean, who's tired after a wedding? You know what I mean? Exhausting. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: That's the other thing I can't imagine is like after all that and then like so much pressure at the end of the day, dear yeah. God, which we'll get to. So now Dr. Ed has some advice for your expectations going into your first time. He claims, quote, Most of the sexual problems that I treat can be traced directly back to a honeymoon that was fearful and uncomfortable for the bride and frustrating for the groom so it's like i'm so sorry that you're frustrated meanwhile the girl is you know painful Mm
2: -hmm.
0: it's you know she's in pain and terrified but you know i'm i'm so sorry it was you know disappointing for you (laughs) right fucking asshole Again, uh, here's another one that's a little tiny violin for the men out there. Quote, the first few weeks of intercourse, don't feel you have to be an expert. For a new husband to have to pretend that he knows it all can be quite the emotional burden. Yes, I'm I'm sure she was really expecting you to be a sex god, you know. <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly, you know, so hard for him. Right. You sex god, you. mm <laughs> His other advice on wedding night expectations is this, quote, don't focus on making her orgasm. Your goal setting and striving to reach that goal will put so much pressure on her to respond and perform properly that it will be very difficult for her to reach climax. No fucking kidding. Um, way too much going on. And I think the odds are slim to none that the woman is going to enjoy it this first night. I think it's mm-hmm. odds are very fucking slim. Mm -hmm. I would like a, I would like a, like a study done (laughs) on IBLP women the first night. Yeah, not happening. Instead, he says, quote, the supreme purpose on your wedding night should be to develop emotional intimacy through physical closeness. You need to concentrate simply on pleasing your wife with tenderness, romantic words, warmth and cuddling. Total body caressing done in a way that shows your appreciation for her as a desirable woman. A working model. (laughs) Alright, okay, so enough with the preparations and advice. Let's get down to the get down. He says men usually like light, but women usually like for it to be dark. So a compromise would be dim romantic lighting. That, and he even suggests bringing along your own candles on your honeymoon to enhance your love making
2: wow see i agree with compromise but i'm more of a fan of like headlamps on both of us yes mm-hmm. yes, yes so yes, yes. part of the room is dark <laughs> but then and what just, i'm looking at well, is illuminated you-
0: <laughs> as you're doing missionary the headlamps yeah. are directly facing each other yep. you're, you're blinding each other yep. so then you don't have to be self-conscious because he can't see exactly. anything mm-hmm. you know headlamps yep that's that's it yep um now like all i can think of his headlamps <laughs> so he says the bride probably has collected a lot of nightwear but he says to toss it aside from that first night on and get used to being naked and unashamed with each other. Um, let me I want to point out that he's also the type that says naked. So it was actually naked. But I say naked. So <laughs> naked and unashamed.
2: As my sous chef Arthur used to say, nothing on but the radio.
0: <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. So, it'd be classical music, of course. They can't have anything with
2: a... Just, nothing with a beat. Yes. Nothing with a with a 2-4 beat. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, Dr. Ed has his own moment of not an ad, hashtag should be an ad. Oh, God. Because he talks about the importance of lube, specifically stating his endorsement for Johnson & Johnson KY Jelly.
2: Oh, he's getting that big KY payoff.
0: Did, did I ever tell you about my mom when she bought it that time? Mm-mm. okay so so my parents are divorced so i have to probably it's after their divorce which was when i was 16 so i'm probably 17 or 18 Mm -hmm. my mom and i go to the grocery store together we separate and then we come back together in the checkout line right okay i'm like not really like i'm just doing my own thing and all of a sudden i look over on the conveyor belt and there's fucking warming ky jelly on the (laughs) and my mom is not having sex she and my dad were not having sex but it's like (laughs) I was like, "Mom, why do you have fucking lube?" And she was like, "It said it was warming. I thought that would be great for a massage."
2: <laughs> it is. So She's my, probably not wrong.
0: So, yeah, so we had this warming, so my mom on a for a, a real, you know, for a time period there <laughs> was putting uh warming lube on her shoulders and yep. massaging herself. <laughs> but when I say massaging herself, she was actually
3: <laughs> massaging <Yep>. herself. <laughs> Wow. Well.
0: so she was just like i thought and i'm like what were you looking for <laughs> why what were you doing uh, <laughs> which is even funnier because my mom just knows my mom so well that like
3: <laughs> yeah
0: anyways so he says to be generous with the lube and keep a towel around okay at one point um i didn't even write it down but just because we're talking about towels and stuff at one point he does talk about like semen and he's like it's a lot like the, like the egg, like an egg white. It's made of protein, and it's like egg white. And despite, but its distinctive smell, and what people say, it is not unclean. <laughs> <laughs> There's just like funny little uh. bits in this. Okay, so now it's really happening. So we were talking about like lighting and like you know being naked and unashamed. Of course. Now we're really getting down with the get down. Okay? Oh man. He says for the first time, the woman should be on her back. With two pillows under her hips. He does okay. not specify that they need to be photo pillows though. So <laughs> um, I'm
2: looking up what Ed Wheat looks like as we get to this <laughs> um little more graphic part.
0: Yeah, so um spoiler alert, like yeah, we're talking about positions and things now.
2: Oh my. <laughs> so He's he's got to go on visuals.
0: Uh, oh, you know he will. Oh, There's not a God. doubt. <laughs> and can you imagine me listening to this guy for 6 hours talking about ejaculation and can climax? You,
2: can he have less of a bemused smile <laughs> on his face? It makes it worse.
0: <laughs> I uh Yeah. Yeah. He's speech he's speechless.
2: The joke I was going to make cuz I was like, "Well, I'm not getting an erection for a while." <laughs>
0: okay so um so two pillows under the hips he says to be generous with that uh that you know ky over there Mm -hmm. and he goes on to describe her raising her knees up uh, obviously with him directly over the top of her she should be raising her knees up while she's on these pillows and that actually she is to be the one thrusting
3: please which
0: i feel like for a woman on her first time to be like this is your first time and then be like and now I'm you able thrust too. Like, I know, like get you have on these two, get on these two pillows. You're the one thrusting. You're d- I'm like, "Oh my god, this poor girl." <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um but supposedly the reason why he suggests this exact position with the elevation of the hips and stuff is he says you're easier able to slide past the hymen without so much I guess. Okay. I don't know. That's what he says. He says, as a very last resort, to use numbing cream if the woman is experiencing a lot of pain.
2: Which, or like, stop.
0: <laughs> that too. <laughs> um, I bring this up specifically because there's kind of been this like honeymoon packing list that's made its way around the internet for a while. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if if Michelle actually said it at one time or if it was kind of just like this rumor thing. I don't remember, but it did have things like numbing cream on it but basically their packing list comes directly from his instructions which includes having mm-hmm. numbing cream <laughs> um, so he does offer some words for if the husband busts a nut early on which I'm going to go out on another limb here and say that that's highly likely Yeah. <laughs> he says quote while enjoying the foreplay period a husband should not be alarmed if he ejaculates before he wants to on his wedding night mm-hmm Because of the intense feelings involved, it is expected. It may happen the moment the penis enters the vagina, or it may even occur while you're still caressing your bride to bring her to arousal. But uh, he says not to worry. This isn't the end because, quote, it is never the end for the real lover. (laughs) <laughs> emphasis on real
2: everything about that is so weird it is
0: weird That's everything what, about that do you see weird. why when i was listening to this it's like, it was like filtering out what i felt we need to talk about and i'm like ooh, that was just a fun that was just a creepy kind of thing he said gotta write that down so it's <laughs> a lot of stuff the real lover he says quote even if you ejaculate too early on your honeymoon another erection will probably occur in a few minutes true he is direct though in saying that you are not to wait for that erection that even if you pop off early, you need to get your hand working on your wife. My words, not his. <laughs> so, regarding... Every the- once
2: in a while, Witty does, like, light hand gestures <laughs> with what <laughs> she's talking about. And it's very funny.
0: I just <laughs> put my hand out and mm-hmm. shook it around a little. Yeah. <laughs> So regarding um, women, he says, quote, the bride who is learning to enjoy sex will need to learn to concentrate on her own feelings, her own sensations, her own desires. I feel like all the IVLP women listening to this probably had to like rewind and listen to that three times. Yeah, they have no idea what he's talking about. They're like, wait, wait, feelings. I I have desires. (laughs) That's confusing for them. They're like, what the fuck is he talking about? At no other point. Mm hmm. Is any emphasis on that? And then suddenly, they're supposed to know their feelings and desires and concentrate on that. Right. This sounds like a lot of homework for the woman.
2: It is like everything else.
0: Suddenly, you're, she's told not to have any feelings, and all of a sudden, you're supposed to concentrate on all your feelings. You're supposed to do the thrusting. You have to get the pillows. You have to do. The, mm-hmm. You have to stretch yourself for four weeks ahead of time. <laughs> <It> sounds exhausting. <laughs> oh, I did forget to mention that. He says on your wedding night that your husband can help stretch you. But if it's, it doesn't mean anything if you haven't been you know, stretching for four <laughs> weeks ahead of time like it's the Olympics. <laughs> okay. So now is the point where I'm going to pivot from talking about the first time sex, specifically to general sex advice and instructions. Okay. Starting with foreplay, which he says is to be enjoyed for itself and not just a haste, hasty prelude. He says, quote, Mechanical fondling to bring about quick arousal is not the way of a real lover. Emphasis again on real.
2: Damn.
0: He's really into that I real lover thing. Lover
2: gatekeeping over here.
0: <laughs> um, this part also totally makes me think of Dirty Rock. Oh, God. Um, because of like real lover. I hate the word lover. And uh, Tina, you tell this part. You know it as well.
2: Oh, uh, Somebody mentions a guy that Tina Fey, Liz Lemon, in the show is saying, and he's like, well, isn't he your lover? And she goes, oh, that word bums me out unless it's in between meat and pizza. <laughs> and it's a, I think lover is a weird <laughs> mm, word. And she has the look yeah. on her face. Too.
0: Oh, that word, and she goes, that word bums me out. <laughs> yeah,
2: we should find, like, the look on her face when she says that. It's real good. Unless it's between <laughs> meat and
0: pizza. <laughs> so, yeah, the whole, like, lover thing is... Yeesh. Quote, the most effecti- effective form of touching for both man and woman in the early part of sexual arousal is gentle caressing of all the body. Do not confine your caressing to those parts of the body that seem directly related to sexual excitement. It's like I, I, they are not only exposing, but also seeing knees for the first time. That's true. So I could imagine that being a hot spot.
2: That's true. But I also know from commercials in the eighties and nineties that you're supposed to caress before you dress.
0: <laughs> do you think that the <laughs> do you think that the guys after like listening to this video that's all like very, you know, charging sexually? <laughs> do you think they see like caress body wash and they just like bust a nut just like looking at it?
2: I mean I do now.
0: That's why I buy Irish Spring.
2: <laughs> same, same problem. <laughs> Before you dress, caress.
0: <laughs> well, I've heard about that. Like guys will okay. say that, like you know, growing up they use like their mom or their sister's lotion to like jerk off and stuff. And so uh, they like, associate. I, it? Yeah, so they're like, I'll Weird. smell like you know, like how Jergens has that like cherry almond scent. Yeah. So it's like I've heard was- about guys who like smell people's lotion and they're like instantly like ready to go. It's, it's only because of the association. It's the association, yeah. yeah. At the end so. of the
2: day, we're all just lizards. <laughs>
0: like. So they just see the word caress on the body wash, and they're like, oh, no. Oh,
3: yes. (laughs) Caress.
0: (laughs) So we will talk about phases of sex in a moment. But in regards to this first phase, he says he can't emphasize enough the importance of caressing and cuddling. Mm Mm-hmm. But then he makes this, like, really weird comparison that I find completely unnecessary. Quote. Here we go. A baby learns love from the touching it receives. And in lovemaking, couples recapture those sensations of pleasure that begin in early life when a baby is undressed, bathed, petted, nursed, and caressed. In your adult love making, each of these sensations can be enjoyed again and satisfied. Is it just me that finds that weird?
2: It's it is weird, and I feel a little bit like uh, the Big Lebowski. Except you're not wrong; you're just creepy. But here, like-
0: here's the thing: okay, he made he made this weird because. Okay, we know that skin-to-skin, con- skin-to-skin contact and cuddling is important mm-hmm. with the baby for bonding and things like that.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Nobody's, but we don't nobody's need saying. to talk about but that to, in a sex. Yes, but to bring sex. it up as a comparison with something that is entirely sexual in nature yeah. makes it weird. This is called Before the Wedding Night, and it is how-to sex. Mm-hmm. So... This wasn't a conversation about closeness and bonding and safety, just like a general show of love and affection. Mm -hmm. This was entirely sexual. Agree. It is literally, Tim, in a part where he's talking about building desires. Why in fucking God's name... Would you take that time to talk about comparing that to the sensations you get as a baby and how lovemaking makes it, you get those same things again? Maybe Why they should, would you uh, do that?
2: Maybe they should take a look at Dr. Ed Wheat's computer.
0: <laughs> maybe. I just think that's really fucking weird. And, like... Like I said, nobody is saying that there isn't like this bonding thing with like babies and like whatever, Mm -hmm. but it's like the caressed and petted and nursed and then be like, you get those same things achieved in your lovemaking. I'm like, don't even go there. You just, Mm -hmm. not the fucking time. You just made it weird. You've taken something that should be its own pure thing about just like love and safety and bonding and completely put into a conversation, purely sexual. Mm -hmm. Why are you doing this? Yep. I was completely skeeved out when I was listening to it, and I think hearing mm-hmm. his voice doing it, I was like, "It was at a million times worse."
3: Yeah,
2: but I think I'm Fortunate, Who's the who's the targeted audience for this piece of talk? Obviously, people that are in IBLP or people that are in groups that are like that that yeah. don't have any sort of sexual education or everything's taboo and shameful before like i don't think any of them would listen to that and go eh, that's a little weird that's weird i feel like they'd still be like hanging on every word
0: which makes it so much worse mm-hmm. they're not they those should not be in the same conversation we weren't talking about love and safety yep where we were talking sex yep so i don't really know another way to transition into the next topic other than to just start <laughs> Um, And unfortunately, my next topic is all about the clit and manual stimulation. He says, quote, Many men might think that the greatest sexual sensitivity is in the vagina, but that is not the case. The clitoris is actually the trigger of female desire. That last line. Everything is so, like, the female desire. (laughs) All the desire is right in my clit, you know? Mm -hmm. So... He's here to help, so he gives directions on how to find it, and he even includes diagrams, apparently, in this uh, (laughs) audio book. It's got some diagrams and things. Okay. Here's my favorite part. He starts explaining how you can find it more easily during arousal because of the firmness and enlargement of the um, clitoral shaft. Mm -hmm. He says to find the shaft, quote, "You you will be able to feel... It as you move your fingers side to side, just like rolling your finger across a really small telephone cord. <laughs> and all I could think of in the moment was like Lego giving this, because this obviously is a thing. Lego giving this to someone like like Jackson down the road, right? And him not having any frame of reference for a fucking telephone, a telephone cord, cord because of his age. <laughs> And, you know, they just find him, like, digging around in, in an old closet. And they're like, what you looking for, Jackson? He's like, oh, we got any old landlines lay- laying
2: around? Uh, I, need to, I need to prepare.
0: He's looking for a landline. He's like, where's the smallest cord? And he just starts rubbing his finger over it, you know. And they're like, what are you doing, Jackson? He's like, nothing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so he talks a lot about manual stimulation over the course of this whole thing. A still
2: lot. don't know who manuel is but okay
0: a lot it's a like lot. it's really like seriously tim though it is a large focus of the of this 80 minutes i will like no no joke <laughs> and he talks about you know i said he skips around a lot mm-hmm. so it's talked about several different times but i'm like this is the main show here yeah um but i'm just going to talk about a couple things he says so we're not talking about getting a woman off for you know all fucking day long here but he says, quote, persistent, loving, gentle, sensitive, well-lubricated, with that KY jelly by Johnson & Johnson, well-lubricated stimulation alongside the clitoral shaft and attached tissues will bring almost any wife to orgasm within three to 20 minutes.
2: That is a wide berth.
0: Three to 20?
2: Yeah. Yeah. He must have worked for like the cable company at some point. (laughs) We could be be... there at some point uh, 9 a.m. and uh, next Tuesday.
0: (laughs) She can orgasm anytime between Tuesday and Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) So three to 20 minutes. Um, He talks about the tempo of this movement and how it will get faster as things progress. And I'm like. Hopefully,
2: not too is much. Is that of a beat.
0: allowed? That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, is that allowed? Because.
2: Are we going to th- scramble some eggs around?
0: But, here? I mean, to me, that's. Yeah, that sounds a little like it's getting close to rock, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. So I just wonder if the Duggars only allow classical tempos <laughs> as they run their fingers over that telephone cord.
2: I don't know. Vivaldi moves pretty quickly, let me tell you.
0: <laughs> they're listening to Bach, and they're yeah. like, they're like pounding on her, yep. and she's like, uh, uh. Yep my telephone cord is sore.
3: <laughs>
0: okay. So luckily he does go into how sensitive it can be, which I'm glad he does because um, I can see some cl- poor clueless young IBLP man just like going over that phone cord <laughs> fast and hard f- and hurting that poor girl. So mm-hmm. I am glad that he addresses that it's a sensitive area. So he says, quote, The wife should lovingly move her husband's hand to show him which area is most responsive to touch, and to show him what degree of stimulation and the tempo she prefers. So, to me, this kind of sounds like the only time a wife doesn't have to make a ten-step appeal. (laughs) She can just move his hand, right? No wonder Michelle likes sex so much and popping out kids. It's the only time she has any control. She can be like. (laughs) <laughs> no, this is how we're going to do this. You know what I mean? Yep. So, I'm not going to get too deep into the four medical phases of sex that he goes into, uh referring mostly to women. For men, he literally gives like two steps. It's okay. like they get a hard on and they bust. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> that's basically it. So, but for women, he has this whole like four steps of her getting there. But for women, he describes the steps as natural lubrication, swelling, and blushing, um, and he goes into interesting detail about swelling of the vagina as a sign that the vagina is ready to grip the penis. He then talks about the color change of her inner lips, going from bright red to deep wine. And I'm like, you lost them, you lost them there, Doctor Ed. <laughs> we need this in grape juice terms. <laughs> It's like, we're looking for Concord, yep. not white grape juice. Mm-hmm. It's like, you can't be using wine. You got to switch the terminology here. Do you know who you're talking to?
2: If it looks Cranberry, you went too far.
0: Um, So he says that once the inner lips change to, you know, like Welch's Concord, <laughs> orgasm is about 60 to 90 seconds away. And I know this is like probably like a weird thought to have in the middle of all of this, but I did... I'm like listening to all of this and I was like, you know who I could see taking this very seriously? John David. (laughs) Only because, um, number one, Uh, I find John David not threatening. I don't think he's a huge, there are some, he's a part which we'll get into later. He's a part of some, some things that I don't think are great. But over, overall, I think he's kind of harmless. mm -hmm. Like, um, and I think he really loves his wife. Like mm-hmm. a lot and I don't think that he looks at her as just like a like a working model the way mm-hmm. Pess looks at Anna. So I'm like reading all of this, I'm like, I can see John David taking this all super seriously and he's, he's like He's writing notes and Yeah, shit. like I can yeah. be like he's like, Okay, I'm looking for I'm looking for grape juice. She's about a minute away after that.
2: <laughs> see, that's where the headlamp comes in. Exactly. So you can see what color it exactly. is. Exactly. And that's then what I have in my mm-hmm. head is that the headlamp goes down And then there's a color there, and then you hear notes rustling. (laughs) (laughs) God, where is that page? I lost it. But
0: do you know what's bad, though, is because he's very specific (laughs) to say that that's 60 to 90 seconds away, but you can't stop. Like he's like, you keep you know, he's saying, keep going, keep going. Basically, you're going to like lose it or whatever.
2: But don't keep the rhythm too consistent because then that might be dancing.
0: Exactly. So, yeah. yeah.
2: It sounds it's really awful.
0: complicated. Like yeah, the has got to be right. They got to be classical but fast, and then you got to be looking for grape juice and ugh, it's yeah. a lot happening. So, anyways, that was my thoughts. I feel like John David would take this very uh, seriously, <laughs> and you know he waited a long time to get married. But I'm sh- I I, I kind of think it's those quiet nerdy ones that are probably giving it to their wife the best.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm loud and funny. <laughs>
0: moving on just yeah joking. she moved on real I'm fast just, i'm joking so um i could see a can't you just see like some poor little iblp guy getting like really confused with all this though oh yeah and um he's like open your mouth he said the inner lips would <laughs> change colors <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I, could, I could see that being um confusing so after he realizes his mistake of having her open her mouth um you know you would have to go down there with his headlamp and yep. now be looking for the
2: I imagine change. one of those cards that that you get if you're trying to get paint samples from a hardware store yeah. that has all the different colors. He's like, yep. hold on, flipping through the...
0: He's like, does that look like wine yet? Is it? <laughs> okay, so on that note, because we're talking about how once you're to Conc- Concord Grape, you're about 60 to 90 <laughs> seconds away from the big O, let's talk about those orgasms. First, he hits us with a little lesson, uh, like a history lesson or origin lesson, if you will, to say that it translates from a Greek word meaning, I am excited. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) He says women describe it as, quote, a momentary feeling of suspension, followed by a sensation of warmth and pleasure starting in the perennial area and pervading the entire body. And that women usually become... Self-absorbed and unaware of their surroundings.
2: No comment. (laughs) I am choosing not to comment.
0: My comment is, (laughs) Michelle must be in a constant state of (laughs) orgasm because she generally seems pretty unaware of her surroundings. (laughs) Is that what it is? Uh, That's funny. Constant state of orgasm over there? Oh my goodness. He explains you might even make facial grimaces or grip each other tightly. So it's like, these are all these things where you're like, okay, but you're like, he's making a funny face. Is everything okay? Like, you know what I mean? If they have no yeah. idea. So he says, you might be unaware of all of the muscular exertion that's happening. So do not be surprised if you wake up the next day sore, especially in the lower back.
2: In the lumbar area. <laughs> yes.
0: It's usually my legs, not my lumbars. Um, random,
2: random little thing that I... I read comic books, and there was a comic book that kept it referenced twice um, a term in French. The term translated in French for orgasm means the little death.
0: Oh, not I am excited?
2: Not I am excited, yeah. <laughs> not like the Greeks. I just thought that was interesting. Le petit mort. death.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I guess you kind of like, and then you go, uh, so yeah. Like, I just
2: yeah. thought that was interesting.
0: Yeah, makes sense. Mm hmm. I am excited. I,
2: <laughs> hold on. Let me turn my headlamp off. I am excited.
0: <laughs> um, okay. And now for the afterglow, as he calls it, which is just as bad as lovemaking. Ugh, afterglow? Gross. He says the husband should continue to tenderly show love for his wife with hugs, kisses, and love pats.
2: <laughs> love pats baby gets,
3: love
0: pet gets better they should murmur their appreciation for each other as they lie closely in each other's arms
2: ew i don't think there's murmur i have a lot of problems with a lot of this but like the murmur might be the worst it's pretty gross Murmur. We're
0: like you're not murmuring did you like it
2: <laughs> oh my god she didn't murmur at all <laughs>
0: In a in a section that I left out because it was just not interesting um, enough to really pay a lot of focus on, but he had a section that was all about bedroom etiquette because, you know, there's like important stuff like fucking take a shower, for example.
2: Usually like, you that's know, important.
0: Big things mm-hmm. like that. Um, in that, he talks about how married couples should shower at night and that um, you should go to bed at the same time. And even if you have things to do, you should go to bed. And once the person other goes to sleep, then you can get back up. And I'm like, dear God, everything is- sounds exhausting. Someone yeah. fucking rules. Our marriage is in shambles because we just don't go to bed at the same time, you know? <laughs> nope. And you never murmur.
2: That's, haven't murmured in a while. <laughs> Every time I hear the term afterglow, I just think of Everclear, the band.
0: Not the drink. My favorite
2: <laughs> album that I have was called so, so Much for the Afterglow. Shout out to all my 90s kids out there.
0: It's funny. They're a good band. So he says, quote, Simple human courtesy also involves thanking the other for pleasure after lovemaking. Um, do you think that afterwards Michelle is like, thank you. <laughs> and Gross. Boob says... Thank you, Michelle. And you know how he does, like, I always talk about those, like, noisy but tight kisses he gives? I could see see him being like, you're so beautiful. Thank you, Michelle. And, like, (laughs) and she's like, thank you. (laughs) Um, Dr. Ed says that this appreciation can extend into the next day with a phone call from the husband to the wife or a love note from the wife. So, do you think she wrote down, like, thank you for your tenderness and murmuring? Thank
2: you for murmuring. (laughs) Thanks for the murmuries.
0: (laughs) That's pretty good. Thanks for the murmuries. Pretty funny. That's pretty fucking good.
2: I think that might be the name of this episode.
0: (laughs) Thank you for the murmuries.
2: Oh, man. Oh, funny shit.
0: (laughs) Okay, so he also says that each time you have sex should be an, quote, exciting contest to see who can out-please the other. So I just want to point out that earlier he talks about pressure making it hard for the woman, but now suddenly every deed of darkness is supposed to be a fucking contest now?
2: (laughs) You just startled Mildred.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She's like, a fucking contest?
2: when you said that all when you said that all like animated i felt her go
0: (laughs) (laughs) she feels the same way she's like is this a contest every time or we're supposed to deal with this pressure two seconds ago it was too much pressure for her she wasn't going to be able to enjoy Mm -hmm. it and then now every time you're supposed to be it's like you know you hang up no you hang up no you hang up (laughs) so now all of a sudden supposed to be like you did the best no you did the best and i'm more like
2: i just want to know when to take the headlamps off
0: He did not specify. So I think about 90 seconds after you, (laughs) you, you know, find the wine color, Mm. I mean the Concord, you can probably take it off then.
2: Okay. 90 seconds post wine.
0: Post Concord grape. Welch's. Now I want to close out this Dr. Ed portion with some of his own definitions. His definition of normal sexual intercourse um if you remember back to man to man in the junior church Mm -hmm. there was that part where josh was like reading the backside like description yeah and you hear him say normal and then tlc bleeped out sexual intercourse Mm -hmm. so this is dr ed's definition of normal sexual intercourse oh okay quote intercourse that takes place between two sexually mature individuals of the opposite sex can't miss an opportunity to make your feelings about homosexuality homosexuality <laughs> very clear. Right. They can't miss that opportunity. Um, which excludes cruelty, which excludes the use of artificial means for producing sensations, which aims directly or indirectly at cons- consummation of sexual satisfaction, and which having achieved certain sim- stimulation concludes with ejaculation of the semen into the vagina at the nearly simultaneous culmination of sensation or orgasm of each partner. Long definition.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, Cliff's notes, no gay sex, no sex toys. The guy comes into the vagina.
2: Mm-hmm. So no overhead bombardment. No. Uh,
0: um, I didn't talk about this. He goes into a whole thing about like birth control. I'm Mm -hmm. like, we've talked about this before, so I kind of skipped over it. But, like, he talks about, like, oh, you don't want to pull out because that's missing an opportunity to blah, blah, blah. And so then I thought it was really, like, for you both in that, like, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Um, Which I think is funny because then later to actually way down the road read his definition, his definition actually says concludes with ejaculation of semen into the vagina. So, I'm like, Mm -hmm. to them, sex is, like, you not pulling out ever. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Family planning, man. It's See, not birth. When- you know, they, they, they rail against, like, birth control. What's wrong with fucking pulling out? Jesus Christ.
2: See, so from a very, very traditional Catholic way of thinking about it, it's because it's so shameful that the only thing it should be used for is to create more of God's children.
1: Well,
0: in this, he specifically says it's not just for that. Mm-hmm. He's like, it is to be enjoyed, blah, 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 blah. Mm. So on that, like, why do you care? So, like, wh- I, it's not 100% effective, but it's better than nothing. Like, yeah. why not? Just try yeah. it. Like, I know that there's pre-con... Like, I, I I don't need it explained to me. I understand. Correct. But, like, it's it's a step. Yeah. It, like, why not?
3: hmm
0: Anyways. So um, when asked what is not acceptable in lovemaking, he says, quote... The union of marriage frees the couple to enjoy their bodies in whatever ways are most pleasing, provided that both are being pleased and neither are being hurt or offended. Directly after that part is where the line from the episode, um, to know each other with all the sentences, blah,
2: blah, mm. blah,
0: comes directly after that. So it's like way... That was
2: a long time, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, so... He's saying whatever you want, as long as nobody is hurt or offended, but also at different points, he says things like, quote, be creative and imma- imaginative rather than rough, blundering, predictable, or mechanical in your approach. And also, quote, there's always room for more creativity in lovemaking. But I'm really not sure how much I believe this because it's like, get creative, But then everything he describes is like missionary. (laughs) Um, I didn't actually talk about this part specifically, but there, uh, because, you know, when people are looking for the best sex position, you always reference the Bible. Of course. Doesn't everyone? Yeah. So he actually has a part where he was like, "The, the ideal sexual position is in Solomon's song, blah, 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 blah. And it's like his left hand under her head. Um, he's next to her on her right side, leaving leaving open his right hand to stimulate her and fondle her. Right, so Are we
2: playing Twister.
0: Yes, put the left hand here. The I right spun hand. the
2: thing and it said that I needed right hand, the... under hand
0: under head, left hand under head,
2: left right hand under head,
0: right hand on her stuff.
2: Yeah. All right, everybody, spin it again.
0: Uh, there he's like, Where's the red? Where's the red? You know, <laughs> I'm looking for wine. I'm, I'm looking, looking for wine.
2: wine.
0: So you know, I, referencing the Bible for your sexual position. So it's funny that he, he specifically, you know, is like get creative, but then everything he describes is missionary or this, mm-hmm. like whatever from the Bible. Um, there's absolutely just pointing out no mention of oral of any kind.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not that I'm not saying that's surprising, but I'm just pointing it out. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. There's lots of emphasis on manual stimulation, but only on the woman. Mm-hmm. Zero and em- no indication of the old rub and tug on the guy in this. Entire well, I mean, thing. you're
2: assuming that he's that there's knee caps that are bare, so he's probably going to be re- ready. He doesn't to go. need any. Of, yeah, he no. doesn't need any of this. No.
0: Yeah. So it's like get creative, but with the three things I've told you about, <laughs> <laughs> you can y- you because can of the 3 You got nine options here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, it's just funny. Man. It's like
0: get creative, but like
2: not too creative.
0: <laughs> yeah whatever you're both comfortable with but then you mentioned no nothing else
2: whatever you're both comfortable with that work within my roles <laughs> yeah yeah god what would he think of a ball gag you know what i mean like like well
0: but he's he specifically talks about that where the i took that as that definition was you're not supposed to use any toy did you take it that way mm-hmm. where it was like no what does it say
2: but what if that's in consent and nobody gets offended or artificial
0: her- means producing sensations but, but what if
2: nobody gets hurt or offended and it's between two consenting mature adults s- mature opposite sex adults that are married
0: yeah i mean you know yeah. Yeah. i think we need to call dr ed tomorrow and get down to the bottom of this
2: i'm i'm gluten intolerant
0: <laughs> so now we're kind of do- we're done with dr ed wheat for now now, I want to direct this back to Josh and Anna specifically on their wedding day. Mm. Taking it back to three months ago where An- there was that AMA from Anna's friend from growing up. Mm. When someone asked if they thought Anna had any sort of knowledge about sex before her wedding, their response was a very simple, absolutely not. Mm. Then when someone asked, quote, do you know if Josh and Anna waited for their wedding night? Their response was... Wedding night or a brief moment in between the wedding and the reception while a sister guarded the door? <laughs> Question mark. And someone said, blink twice if this is for real. And they posted two sets of eye emojis. <laughs> um, in response to what, what sister stood guard, they said, quote, let's just say it was the most naive of, naive of the lot of them for a reason. Which I, along with most people, uh, take to mean Priscilla and a sister mm-hmm. for reasons which we will discuss in the future. But I think Priscilla is a pretty safe guess. Okay. Um, so, with that, what do you think, Tim? Do you think that they had sex before the reception?
2: I think it's very likely. Mm-hmm. You and I have had that discussion about certain hyper restrictive. Societies, you have people that get married really young because their hormones are going crazy and they want to bang. So it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me.
0: Um, I I definitely could you know, definitely see it happening. Um, for sure could see Pest forcing it or mm. pressuring her into it. I think the only thing that I'm I I definitely think something happened. Mm-hmm. I I definitely something. Whether it's full-blown intercourse, I'm kind of iffy on, Mm. but I definitely have to admit that that's probably clouded me just getting caught up on my own first-time experience Mm. (laughs) where, let's just say, a white dress and a borrowed white dress at that would be incredibly risky. Um uh, again clouded by my own story of the ages loss of virginity it was a doozy mm-hmm. but yeah so i guess i'm i think i'm pretty caught up on that where i'm like mm-hmm. that's a huge risk to take like the first yeah. time like i'm and not everybody had what i had but
3: mm-hmm.
0: i think i'm just so caught on my personal part of that so i'm like okay they probably did something mm-hmm. but i just don't know if they had a full-blown like
2: route yeah, yeah.
0: i don't know Maybe someday we found, we'll we find out, but I doubt it. I mean, I just can't imagine how that night was for Anna. Like anyone or anyone for that matter, like in this whole belief system, it's just so much to happen in one day. Mm-hmm. It's like you go your entire life where you're taught that anything even remotely sexual, even having a crush on someone is like... Upon you know you mm-hmm. have guilt over having a simple crush, right? Then suddenly you're having your first kiss in front of hundreds of people.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: To then two hours later, which I mean literally though they they run out of those receptions yeah. as fast as they can because they want to smash. I cannot wait until you see some of the horn dogs in the future. It's the <laughs> girls too. It's not even the guys. It's the girls. <laughs> I cannot wait for you to see it. It's so far down the road though but they rush out of these things so it's like in a two-hour time span they're having their first kiss in front of everyone Mm
1: -hmm.
0: then they're running out to then suddenly okay so you've had your first kiss then suddenly you're alone for the very first time Mm
3: -hmm.
0: like i feel like that's even like a factor that i feel like kind of gets lost even for myself Mm -hmm. that like Being in the car together, leaving your reception, I'm I'm alone with this person for the very first time. So I've just had my first kiss in front of everyone. We're alone together for the first time. Then you're naked in front of someone for the first time ever Mm. for the girl. I mean, like you're seeing a man's penis for the very first time. And then you're also going to have sex like that's how can someone even begin to process all that at once? Mm-hmm. Like I can't even wrap my mind around it. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure the nerves of just even your run of the mill, like person who waited until marriage to have sex. I'm sure the nerves of that just waiting for sex is enough.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: when you factor in all these layers of kissing for the first time and being alone for the first mm-hmm. time, like how is your system supposed to actually process all of that? Yeah. You're going from zero to 100 in a matter of a few hours and I don't get how that wouldn't be a level of trauma because trauma is based off of people are like, oh, that might be a strong word, but no, trauma is based around the stress of a like taking on like a something all at once, right? Mm-hmm. It's I don't understand how like in the moment that doesn't feel like an incredible stress.
2: Yeah, and it's not a it's not a thing where they're promoted to really talk about that either yeah you just do it because you don't want to disappoint your husband Mm -hmm. so it's like even if they did have these weird feelings i guarantee you almost none of them are in an in an in a relationship where it would be like can we can we hold off for a second or can we you know what i mean
0: yeah because it's like they've been waiting for this their entire life and you feel like you're supposed to give it to them right then and there yeah um because it's like It's the rush of emotions, too. It's emotions, it's feelings, and it's experiences all at the same time just, like, coming at you like a fucking freight train, you know? Mm -hmm. And... I think it's I already think in general even couples who've been together forever and have clearly had sex I feel like even at weddings you're like they're they're gonna they're gonna bang tonight you know whatever it's (laughs) kind of that thing in the back of your like head but just to know that like everybody's watching you have your first kiss and everyone in that room too is like they're both having sex for the first time tonight like I feel like that feels degrading in a way too and just like embarrassing and just like Mm-hmm. weird and everybody knows that that's why you're leaving and what exactly is happening right now yeah. like there's just so much there and then like for a woman you're like he probably definitely expects this right now and yeah. i can't you know like but the i can't even imagine i don't know i skipped over some stuff in my own experience <laughs> like i had made out yeah. with a guy and whatever but i skipped over some the, the in-betweens. I skipped yeah. over. Like I had never even had, I'd never even given a guy a blowjob and I went straight to having sex. But mm-hmm. that was my own, like that was my own choice or whatever. I can't imagine Correct. it being like forced upon you and all in one night. You're everything. having your first kiss, being alone. Mm-hmm. I had been on dates. I'd had a boyfriend. I had kissed. And I just decided to kind of like skip over everything. But Correct. when it's literally all in one night, mm-hmm. I just can't even begin. And then on top of all of that, you have this camera following you around. <laughs> Think of how that camera was following them into there. I just—I'm thinking of Anna in this moment. Mm-hmm. She has a camera on her f- in the car. Yeah. She has a all day in the car, walking down the hallway, going into her room. Her new husband can't even hold the door open for her,
2: or carry the luggage, or carry the she luggage. Was carrying all the luggage. Yeah,
0: and then now she's in that room with him alone.
2: Yeah. And that um, that had probably been the first time in that entire time because they were being recorded in the car. That was literally the first time in their entire relationship that they've actually been alone.
0: Completely alone.
2: No cameraman, no nothing. Yeah,
0: because it's like even in the car, it was a dash cam, but it's like you're being watched. Mm Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, I remember how that room was all dark, like he barely turned on the yeah. light. And it's just like, I'm like, oh my God, she's just in. So it's like to have all these experiences and all the emotion that happens with all these girls in this situation. But mm-hmm. then on top of it all, your pest is your husband now? <laughs> like, imagine mm-hmm. that. Like, you know, the guy who views her as a working model. <laughs> I mean, I just cannot imagine that that night was good for her
2: remotely at, good at where,
0: all yeah um yeah. she may convince herself that it was mm-hmm. but i'll never buy it i can't imagine that that night was anything bes- besides fucking traumatizing in so many ways probably him and probably what he was like zero to 100 expecting from her and mm-hmm. what he did to her but just even the position she's in as a woman who's never been able to and then all of a sudden in one day she's supposed to flip this switch and you're all of a sudden everything you've been told is bad in one night it's all a free-for-all and it's okay
2: and you need to be good at it and you need to be yeah
0: like what a mind fuck to have all of that in a few short hours to just process Mm
3: -hmm.
0: like when you really stop and think about it like actually feel that instead of just like say oh yeah that's a lot Mm -hmm. like when i sat there and i was just like god i can i couldn't imagine
2: Mm -hmm. i also feel like there's a weird like i know with with different couples it's different but i think as a society um still i think we're accustomed to anything related to that subject is taboo or it's gross or it's embarrassing or it's all of this stuff so when you're talking about like the wedding and sitting there and being like oh they're probably going to smash later i feel like in secular weddings it's less especially if the couple's been together for a long time yeah you know they've already done that before you know what i mean And you're also
0: kind of like no they're tired (laughs) right they're not even like i'm like they're gonna be exhausted at the end of this (laughs) because
2: that's not the end goal yeah for them the
0: end goal was to be married
2: correct and i i do think that's what's funny is that even in a situation like ours i feel like you still get the people that like make jokes to you during a wedding about, like, sex and potentially having sex. And, you know, it's like, that feels like that's such a bygone era yeah. of, like, oh, they're going to yeah. <laughs> do it.
0: They're going to do it tonight. Yep. You're going to do it?
2: They're going to talk about it. It.
0: So, um, So, on their honeymoon... They end up having a second honeymoon shoot, like a uh, like wedding photos shoot.
2: Nothing, Anything will be better than the first one. So,
0: Well, if you remember, because f- for their actual wedding day, they took all the pictures beforehand because the wedding wasn't until 7 p.m. They couldn't be having pictures because they needed to hurry up and go smash. Right. So all pictures were taken beforehand. At that point, they're not married yet. They can't take kissing photos. They could only be so close. Do you remember? Oh,
3: my God. Yeah. So
0: they end up having a whole other shoot while they're in Myrtle Beach and... And Tim, I am about to send you... I'm texting it to you right now. I very purposely didn't send it to you ahead of time. <laughs> I'm sending you one of the pictures right now from this wedding shoot. She has different hair, everything, because you know, obviously she did all of her own stuff this time. She didn't have... Mm.
2: Um, her sister. Her
0: sister to give her the, the ringleader of ringlets wasn't there. Um, do you see this photo?
2: I do see the photo.
0: So... Does that picture not look like, it's a very, like, it's a well-known photo now. Okay. Does not n- not look like a girl who has seen and experienced some shit? <laughs> Doesn't it?
2: Oh, yeah, that's a pretty good. Like, she has a,
0: gone through two nights with pests probably at this point. <laughs> and she's like, oh, God, somebody save me. Do you see that look on her face? She's oh, like, fucking girl. save me from, put me oh, out man. of my misery. She's had this man having his way with her for two nights and she's already having an out of body experience. <laughs> she looks like she's disassociating. She's
2: disassociating. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> she just is like the look on her face. Uh, is, it's funny and sad all at the same time. It's, very it's sad. funny because of like the, the literal look on her face. But then when you actually think deeper into it, you're like, it's not funny. Like it, it looks sad. <laughs> she's seen some things. <laughs> um, one comment that I read forever ago on Duggar Snark, I couldn't even begin to tell you where I saw it, who mm-hmm. it was. It's one of those things that I probably read years ago at this point, Yeah, but it has just always stuck with stuck me. Stuck with you. Um, is when somebody said that Pest learned everything about sex from watching porn, which they equated to learning to drive from watching Fast and the Furious. <laughs> And I know you laughed, but I actually take it actually like it's to me it's more than even just like funny, it's mm-hmm. fucking true. Yeah. Like I like I read that and I was like, "No, that's the best way to explain yeah. it." Yeah. You're taking someone who's looking at this theatrical over the top and it's like that's probably what he thinks it is and what he's going to force upon her.
3: Mhm.
0: And I'm not saying that tons of people don't watch porn, but mm. given What we know about him and what he's done. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine that things were easy for Anna.
2: Yeah. she He probably didn't have realistic expectations of anything. Yeah. When somebody else out of that social group of IBLP would have been approaching this very differently. Some of them. Yeah, some of them.
0: (laughs) I mean, uh, uh, some. (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately, I think it's you know there's a there's you think there's more
2: of a proclivity to that because it's a restrictive society
0: i think there's probably more than we want to think that there is but
2: Mm.
0: i think josh is definitely not alone (laughs) that's Mm -hmm. you know the easiest way to put it but yeah but my whole point is like yeah like i'm sure you know young tons of people are watching porn and they're looking at that but i just feel like pest is definitely the type in such a secluded thing where that's the only outlet that he has and no no other he never got to have a girlfriend before or anything like that like i think that he, he and just being him the way we know that he is mm-hmm. i'm sure he just like that was it and that's how it is and right i don't know i just don't imagine that he was uh dr ed wheat uh <laughs> tender or you know mm-hmm. whatever what are some other stuff he said about the tender and the caressing so you're
2: saying there wasn't a whole lot of caress
0: like, he even talks about one at uh, one point about, like, you might think that going faster is better, but it's not. And I'm like, oh, he probably jackrabbited, like, you know, like, jackhammered her, like, so bad. Mm. And, like, if you listen to Dr. Ed Wheat, and I don't even agree with all the things, but I'm like, that's one of those things. I'm like, listen, don't, like, fucking hammer her. <laughs> and I'm sure he did.
2: I don't know. You sound like you're pretty on the level with Dr. Ed Wheat. Are you an Are you a Ed? I'm trying to think of a funny name for what like a group of Ed Wheat supporters would be.
0: I don't think I'm a supporter. Think, Ed heads. Oh no, no, no! <laughs> Definitely not an Ed head. <laughs> he said he things. He said things every once in a while. I'm like, okay, good. I'm glad. I'm glad he said that her clit is sensitive, and yeah. I'm glad he said don't pressure her. But then later on, he says stuff that's stupid. So it's like, no, I'm not an Ed head.
2: Which I feel like that should be a running theme of everything that we've discovered in this podcast. Couple things, part of what you say, a couple, a smidge, a
0: little crumbs, Mm -hmm. you know, might be, and then they go this whole other direction,
2: and then you, and then you shit the bed. Yep. Yeah.
0: Always. Without fail, there's never anything where I'm like, "Huh," and that was right, and then it's Mm -hmm. over. Yeah. They always fuck it up.
3: Yep. (laughs) So. Wow. So there
0: was more, but I just focused on the actual how to sexing because I felt <laughs> like that was what went along with the theme of the episode the how most.
2: Does one sex?
0: Yeah. So yeah, what'd you think?
2: That was an adventure. It's a good thing I have a lot of he- of headlamps.
0: I'll send you the MP3. It was not easy to track down. Let me- Mind you, okay, taking <laughs> it back, I planned for this to be the deep dive of the wedding episode. Okay. But then do you remember that was the only episode so far where we haven't done a deep dive because we yeah. talked about it for so long? Thank mm-hmm. God because I would have gone on for fucking ever. But it's not that easy to find. Yeah. I ended up having to buy it from a ministry in New Zealand online. <laughs> and have them email me the mp3s oh
3: my god
0: (laughs) so i've had this for months now because i originally bought it for but yeah it's like and if i did find it online it was like 25 dollars, and they had to mail it to you or like Mm. whatever um yeah not the easiest thing to track down i mean i don't know maybe something's changed in the last however many months but (laughs) all those months ago wasn't the easiest wow but I listened to all of I, I think I probably put in about five to six hours with Dr. Ed doing this.
2: Oh, my goodness. that is, I'm
0: exhausted. <laughs>
2: like I, really I don't have, wish that upon anybody. I it's am the sacrifices tired. you make for content.
0: Yeah, it was rough. And that's why partway through one day, I took 15 minutes to start to organize my pantry and then go back to it. Because I'm like, I need a break from this.
2: <laughs> wow.
0: <clears throat> so, yeah, that's the gist. All right. My voice is like I'm starting to lose my voice. Yep. Um, you want to close us out then?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as always, um, join us on the insta. Whitney does a lot of really good work when it comes to visuals after the episode. That's usually where we get a lot of really good conversations started. Um with some some listeners and people. So we are on Instagram at digging up the Duggars Pod. Do you want to say my line I always say?
0: You can buy us a pickle.
2: Um buy com slash digging up the dug. And uh send us a message if you want to use a regular email, digging up the duggers at gmail.com. And as always, um if you would like to send Mildred or us anything, um we do have a regular P.O. box that is P.O. box five nine seven three Glendale, Arizona, eight five three one two.
0: We have loved the art and mm. things that you've shared with us. Homemade thing, like, handmade things that are amazing. Um,
2: My favorite ornaments, one. Ornaments,
0: that little, you know, handmade little Santa thing holding candies. We have... Mm-hmm. So, um, everything
2: uh, everything rock adjacent.
0: Yes. Um, we got dwe- that dweeb thing that she made. She made that originally with the episode. She held on to it all this time, and then she made a... Um, Christmas, Christmas thing for cat, Mildred. So that Dweeb,
2: like... that Dweeb one is probably my favorite. And I will say, um, my friend Rory, when I was in high school, used to make things that were like that, where he would do, he would do a lot of like word related art. But he went through a phase where he would like write a word and then put definitions around it, so it felt felt very good. Took I remember
0: back. the day that that episode um aired like the very next morning like she sent a picture and i was like oh my god you made this and then later on she's like oh i'm sending it to you and i was like sweet so i want to start that board where i want to put stuff like that like it's just so cool that you guys like that we're getting things from all around the world and that (laughs) you guys are like sharing your like i'm gonna i wasn't gonna uh, tim was like i don't think this is a cry episode now i'm starting to tear up a little bit but i'm Mm. like the fact that people like share their like when i say art it's like everything it's like whatever your passion is It's like it's so cool to
2: Mm they put themselves into these things and we're like i'm gonna send this to you
0: i know i feel so honored so (laughs) sweet means a lot to us so anyways i guess i'm done
2: thank you so much um we'll keep you informed of the of the mildred sitch she's sleeping
0: now it's the only way i've been able to get through this
2: yep um so have yourselves a wonderful week we'll see you next time